and welcome to Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. In these interviews, we'll be exploring employability insights, career advice, educational experiences, life stories and more from a wide variety of people in a wide variety of industries with the ultimate aim of helping you to make decisions about your studies and your career. If you like what you hear, please do rate, review, share and subscribe to this podcast. It's all very much appreciated. So here we go. Let's talk business. Hello everyone and welcome to Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. We are heading to Texas for this one and we're chatting with Diana and when I say chatting, I really mean chatting. I don't really know how we managed to stay on point so well during this, but hey, we did and we talked about SEO, search engine optimization and how businesses are using that, why it's so important in the online world where a lot of commerce is now happening. So without further ado, let's jump straight into this episode of Talking Business with Diana. Hello everyone and welcome to Talking Business. We are going stateside yet again. We've got Diana over there. Hello Diana, how are you doing today? Hello, how are you? I'm very good and well and uh, excited to chat to you. We've had a, a big long chat before this, so we've uh, <laughs> sorted out a few bits We should bits have recorded that. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah, we'll have to fake it uh, <laughs> on another one and pretend like we've never met. Um, so yeah, we, we've got to do each other a little bit on here, which is great fun. Um, we're putting our football team differences aside today, aren't we? Uh, I, I feel like I'm you're a, having to do that a lot lately, though. Yeah, it's uh, pretty common, uh, which is why I'm so good at it, because I've had lots of practice. <laughs> you're so, <laughs> so good at being passed. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, yeah. So uh, as a 49ers fan here, uh, we're going to Texas, and um, you are, but you're not a Cowboys fan. No, I'm a Ravens fan. All right, so sweet. Well, I got a purple background, so that's yes. Uh, purple is my favorite color. Um, so that does coordinate uh, with the, with my favorite football team. Yes. Brilliant. Well, I'm glad that I is not help. why they are my favorite football team. Just by the way, <laughs> just throw that out there. Once we're going to smash for stereotypes from the first minute of this podcast. So uh, yeah. that's great. My so. uh, my family is all from Baltimore. So I'm, I'm a Virginia girl. I was born and raised in Virginia. My family is from Baltimore and now I live in Texas with, with a Cowboys fan. My boyfriend, my boyfriend is a Cowboys fan. So, you know, all, all football differences aside, and (laughs) you've traveled halfway across the country to be in Texas, uh, which is where we, you know, we're speaking from today. So uh, I suppose we better get stuck into it then rather than have another one of our hour long conversations that ramble off on tangents, although those are a lot of fun. Um, So who are you, Diana? Who are we speaking? I don't know. Oh gosh! First question. <laughs> I, <haven't laughs> I sent you the questions beforehand. I, I've sent you the questions. All right, you knew it was coming. <laughs> it was the one I couldn't answer. Oh gosh! Well, I'm going to ask it again then. Who is Diana? <laughs> still, still, that wasn't enough time oh, to prep. No, no, no okay. sorry. Okay. No, I. Yeah. Well, Diana. Yes, is my name. Yes. Um. I am a Virginia Beach native. I'm from Virginia, like we were just talking, and I've been doing SEO, PPC, and all that since 2006. I am quite old uh, in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> I I learned it um, from a company that was actually moving from print to digital. So that was, I don't even know if anybody even remembers print anymore <laughs> maybe not i know that some of our textbooks and things say people read magazines and newspapers and even i go no nope. really don't. <laughs> and i'm but i'm a wine hobbyist i love going to wineries uh and trying different wines i've also gotten quite good at cooking 
um, these last, this last year or so, which I pretty much, I pretty enjoy that too. I like staying in shape. I run, um, you know, so that's, and I love being on social media. So I kind of, I kind of landed a good job being a social media manager. <laughs> that, that works, that fits, doesn't it? If you uh, love what you do is what I hear a lot. So uh, that kind of helps. Yeah. Um, so what do you do right now? What's your job title and who, who you're working for right now? So I am the social media and community manager for the SEO unit of SEMrush. And SEMrush is a digital marketing software SaaS company um, that's been that's pretty prominent in the SEO industry. So, and it was a tool that I used as a digital marketer before I worked here. So it was pretty amazing to, to land a job with a brand and a business you already enjoyed working with and collaborating with. So pretty good move. Yeah, yeah, that, that's rare that things slot into place like that. The jobs become available at the right time in the right place. But, you well, know, you can and kind speaking of, of that, because I was looking for a remote position. And so moving from Virginia to Texas, I decided to, I wanted a remote permanent position. And, um, and I started interviewing towards the kind of the beginning of the pandemic. So like this, basically this time last year, I was interviewing and it was going well. I was doing lots of interviews. And then I started getting the email saying, yeah, we were hiring, but now because of the pandemic, we're stopping hiring. We'll keep you in our, you know, our database, whatever. And, but I needed to find a job. So I kept going and I actually made, got, became aware of this open position at SEMrush through networking. I became friends with the girl who I work with to this day. And she said, she just happened to mention a conversation. I've been trying to hire for this role for months. I said, what is it? She says, it's a role to, for someone to talk about SEO on social media and other people. And I said, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much my dream job. Wow. <laughs> and it worked out. Wow. Networking. So was, Good grief. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, be jobs being open at the right time. I don't know what I did in this world to have karma like that, but uh, <laughs> I'm well, grateful I mean, for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't complain about that karma. That's uh, that's some good stuff going your way. I mean, networking, you know, we talk about that, that a lot, you know, don't burn your bridges, all those kind of things. And because you knew someone in the right place, the right time, and, and, and just having that conversation, maybe you wouldn't have spoke about that that evening or day or whatever. No, um, we were not talking about jobs. We were talking, just talking. Wow, yeah. It's, <laughs> and it just happened to come up. <laughs> it's so fun how these things just happen. And you go, what would it have been without that 10 seconds of conversation change. I know, but you know, never take, don't even take a conversation for granted. Even if it's the most menial conversation standing in line at Starbucks or something, don't ever take that for granted because you just never know when it is going to come back into your life. So don't be a jerk. Be nice to people because yeah, it yeah. can come back and get you a job. <laughs> there we go. There's the soundbite right there. <laughs> but that is great advice. You know, that, that is as simple as life really needs to be, isn't it? Just don't be a jerk. Yeah. It is be nice. Just be nice to people because you just hard. never know when they're going to circle, when they, that person, that random person could come back and circle back into your life and play a bigger role. So it just, it's just beneficial to be kind all around, I think. Awesome. And and kind people we are and kind you are for chatting to us and giving this advice. You know, I really appreciate it. I hope our listeners and viewers do as well. I mean, so, you know, we know a bit about you. We know what you do now, but what about uh, the bit before what you do now? If you don't mind taking us back a bit to say like the end of high school and your interests there and then um, <laughs> if college happened um, and then kind of employment. So how did you get to be in your position now where you've got this kind of dream job doing what you love 
uh, on a day-to-day basis? How does that happen? Well, I've always loved, I've always loved people. Um, I actually, in, you mentioned high school. In high school, I was very involved in theater and kind of extroverted-ish um, activities. I was in the forensics club, which here in the U.S. is not a debate, but you, you speak, you, it's basically a public speaking club. So I've always enjoyed public speaking. I've always enjoyed education. So I, I did go to college after high school. Um, and my very first major that I decided on, you know, when you're like, you know what you want to do when you're in high school and you're signing up for college, what was education? Actually, I thought maybe I might teach theater. I come from a long line of teachers, um, including my mother and my aunts. And uh, I have some of my best friends are in the education system. So I have a long history of education practitioners in my life. Um, and then I realized that I'm not so great with kids. So maybe I'll just. <laughs> That's very <laughs> honest. I'm, I'm glad you realized there rather than about 30 years <laughs> in ago. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm actually better with kids now. But, you know, when you're a high school senior or like a freshman in college, you're like, kids, uh-huh. ugh. And um, so then I midway through, I changed my focus to be just theater. And then quickly, because I, I didn't, I would, of course, love to be an actress, but I didn't, didn't want to make that like a career. So I um, then changed it to communications. So my dad is, or was, he just retired, has been a radio DJ my whole life. So I've seen him be on the air. And I mean, that's a very strong form of public education and public communication. And he's, you know, I've seen him write copy for commercials and produce commercials and host live events. And so I've always kind of had this marketing gene in me as well. And so I shifted to communications in college because I, I wasn't quite sure what kind of version of marketing I wanted to do. Digital marketing was not an option at the time. Um, and I took some amazing classes. Like my most fun class was this commercial production class. My grade was based on producing three commercials. I had no tests. I didn't have to study. We, I mean, we studied like the art and science of producing television commercials, but then that was just our grade. We just produced, well, we wrote, produced, cast, filmed, edited. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot more to it, yeah. And it was so much fun because sometimes we didn't even have like an in-class class. Um, sometimes it was just a production day. Sometimes it was meeting with so-and-so and you were, you know, storyboarding something, but I learned, but I loved that. And I've always said that if I wasn't doing digital marketing, I would want to produce uh, car commercials, like car dealership commercials and make them better because they're awful. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Either I'm going to have in the UK. I don't know, but they're terrible. No, no, I, I know what you mean because you have a lot of the um, the local commercials, don't you? Am I right? Like local yes. dealerships. Um, and, and for a British audience, uh, maybe I'll have to put some in and uh, keep fingers crossed on copyright or something. But uh, yeah, your local commercials for the local dealership, we don't have that. You know, we don't see that. Um, is amateur the right word? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Kind of, it can be. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's your that's your thing then, but you've got to change television car digital <laughs> If I didn't, if I hadn't found my way into digital marketing, okay. I would have just because that or made movie trailers because I love right. movies too. Yeah, and um, so when I while I was in college, I had a full time job with a rental car agency investigating damage on rental cars, and it was there that I learned that I loved research. I loved 
analysis. I love because there was a lot of like putting pieces of puzzles together. And I really loved doing that. And it was a lot of people skills because people were not happy when you sent them a letter accusing them of like, you know, a $600 ding on the car. Um, so you learn some really good people skills. <laughs> but it was there that I was job hunting for a marketing related position. And I answered an ad in the newspaper for a marketing specialist. And I, I interviewed and the woman who hired me, who is still a good, really good friend of mine to this day, um, said, here's what we're actually doing. We're moving away from print advertising. We're moving into digital marketing, which involves SEO and PPC and websites. And, um, and it just sounded fascinating. And I haven't been able to kick that habit since. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a journey, you know, I, I never get tired of hearing this journey, uh, that goes against everything that we tell students, uh, of, yeah, you go to, um, uh, school college university get your dream job you're a manager straight away you earn you know graduate starting salary on average and everything falls into place i mean you do that for ages um you know the, it's so great every time i hear it that that's not how it works <laughs> you know yeah, which, no. is, which is which is great proof and, and thank you again you know for proving that that um you can go theater education <laughs> car commercials dealerships um analysis <laughs> into what you're doing now um so you know in terms of what you're doing now you've mentioned a few abbreviations here seo and ppc mm -hmm. um I, I i only know one of them i don't know what ppc stands for what's seo and ppc oh okay yeah educate me <laughs> Sure. Well, SEO stands for search engine optimization, which is the process of um, adjusting your physical website. So you're making changes mostly to your website. There's off-site strategies too. In order to have that website show up in a more prominent position, ideally position one, two, or three, for keywords that are really relevant to your audience and your website. So I'm emphasizing really relevant there because um, like, for example, car dealership is not a good keyword that you want to go after or rank for. I know it sounds good on paper, but there's no intent related to a, to something like that. So you want you want to aim for keywords that have intent, like to bring in the right audience. So I always say I say this all the time. It's not about all the people. It's about the right people, because <laughs> you can have 10,000 yeah. website visitors in a day. Um, and if none of them convert, it don't matter yeah. <laughs> that there is 10,000 of them. Yeah. <laughs> 10,000 people. Exactly. And put that into perspective 10,000 people looking at your shop and they're walking straight past. Well, yep. that's not going to feed your family, is it? Or pay the, pay the rent. Nope, on, it's not going to keep bills. you in business. No. So, but you know, it looks nice. Walk, if yeah. 10 people walk past, oh, sorry. There you go. <laughs> no, you go. Sorry, oh, okay. So, if, if 10 people walk past, but. And five people convert, there you go. There we go. What a team. What a team. So, but that's right, though, isn't it? You know, in terms of the physical kind of thing, you know, 10,000 people walk past a restaurant. Lovely. All your food goes in the bin and you can't do anything with it. Five out of 10, 50 percent of people walking, walking past, go in. Then you've got enough to pay your bills, pay your staff, mm -hmm. grow and develop. Um, and that's so important uh, mm -hmm. to businesses. And, and again, you know, the, you, you said page, you know, ranking in one, two or three there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm guessing that's in terms of um, Google search engines. Well, and Bing and, and, and DuckDuckGo, whatever, all the search engines have positions. And when, so when you're looking at the page of results called the SERP, S-E-R-P, the search engine results page, 
you have a list of results and you count them position one, two, three. <laughs> That's how we do it. That's how we determine yeah. your position in, in, in Google or Bing. <laughs> Love it. So, I mean, do you get tasked then by businesses? Do they come to you and say, I want to be at least position three? Um, and then you have to find ways to do it. Is that a similar thing to what you do? Or is it a lot more complex than, oh, we'll just type some words in and keep our fingers crossed? <laughs> so they usually come to you and say, I want to rank number one. Right. Um, no one is really ever happy with third place. That, that's but what I thought. I was time... just trying to be polite. But, yeah, you know, I thought <laughs> everybody wants to be the best, don't they? So if they come to you. I want to be number one. And then what do you do? And then you teach them how that is not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> so there's a lot of educating and expectation setting in the world of SEO. Um, it is a very slow and long-term process. It's very competitive pretty much across the board nowadays. Every business is online, every business. So you, you're competing with everyone in your, in your industry and not just locally anymore. So even if you are... Um, like a local restaurant, so say you're a local pizza place and you deliver to a certain area, well, I can I can still kind of order from a guy who's extra miles away now because I can place my order online and just pay a little bit more on my delivery fee. So you're like, because I can place that order online and it can come to me, then your your the scope of your competitors is a lot broader online. There, so and that that opens things up for competition and it opens things up for the level of work that goes into it because you have to be able to stand out too again you know and it's funny that the search engines they have become very visual because we see shopping you know tidbits and videos and images that pop up but really it's a list it's a list of text you know and you have to find a way to stand out in that list of text so and think on a mobile device too, when you do a search, the, the first four things you're looking at minimum are for ads. Um, so that's what PPC is. PPC are the ads that stands for pay-per-click. Okay. <laughs> um, and that's where the search engines make their money. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, so in an organic SEO is or those organic listings, you have to find a way to stand out. And it's, it's, Kind of like optimize you have to optimize for attention and optimize for people and also authority so that the search engines trust you and will and will place you more prominently and, and in terms it's of being, yeah it sounds it um, which is why we need people like you to make it easier for people like me um and we've we talked about this briefly as you know with our students that in terms of search rankings um, you're talking about one, two, or three. We've done jokes in class about clicking on page two of search results. And, you know, these are 16, 17 year olds, and they've never clicked on page two. They probably never scrolled down to realize there's a page two. And that's not an exaggeration. You know, people might think, no. oh, he's telling a joke, he's just doing it for effect. I'm not, you know, we've done drum rolls, as literally some people in the class are going, there's a page two. Um, you know, they see all the O's <laughs> at the bottom of Google, you know, and that, that is not an yeah. exaggeration for 16 to 17 year olds. So for businesses to be dealing with that, that you're not even on the first page, therefore you basically don't exist. Um, I mean, is, is that, yeah, do you see that a lot in terms of yours? You're talking one, two or three, and I'm talking the second page. Um, is that something the businesses are kind of aware of, conscious of, and wanting to really kind of fix up? Right. And because everyone wants those coveted spots. And 
to give your students a frame of reference, SEMrush, the tool will, will scan the first 100 positions, which is the first 10 pages of, of organic results. So it does go much deeper than that first page. And you can gauge progress in your SEO as you are moving up those positions with the ultimate goal being position one through 10. Sometimes it's only seven. Um, it depends on how many other things are happening on the page. And so what's happened in the last few years is Google in particular is creating this atmosphere of Google is the resource. And I mean, you find your flight information, right? You Google your flight number and you and Google knows that you were scheduled on this flight mm -hmm. and what gate it's going to be at. And you don't even have to go into your email. You don't have to go to your flight's website. The information is right there. The, um, you, the answers to questions are popping up right there. Recipes, the step-by-step -step recipes yeah. right there. And so there's a lot more opportunity on the first page of a search results of the search results because of these features. They are called SERP features. And really SEO has evolved into also optimizing for those features in addition to your website as a whole and getting into that main chunk of organic listings. But if you're having, if you're just starting out and the organic listings haven't, your organic momentum hasn't picked up. So your listing presence is higher. You can start doing some work to show up where you answer a question in the people also ask section it, with images, with videos, you can do work around that. So you are present on the first page without fighting for positions one through 10. And yeah, I mean, you've said the word organic a few times here, organic momentum, organic rankings. Is that essentially getting rankings without having to advertise? Is that by organic? Am I thinking about it yes, so naturally? Say, right, exactly. So I say we use the word organic because it is not a paid placement. Um, that's why pay per click has its term because it is paid advertising. You exchange money with Google or with Bing for your ads to be placed. SEO and the organic results are only based on your website. There is no amount of money you can pay any SEO to guarantee you number one organically. Just going to tell you right now. Good. <laughs> Even if someone pitches you and says, I can guarantee you number one position, run the other direction. Yeah, by lying to you straight out because it's just not They are. They just want your money and yeah. yeah. Wow. And the Google thing, you said that was really interesting because I know some of my students look at Google and it gives it a quote at the top. So then they quote the Google page. But, you know, I mean, you mentioned the flight and my my head immediately went to what else can you do with that? Well, you can check the weather at your destination. You can book your hotel on there. You can probably book your attraction tickets. You can get mm -hmm. your maps and everything sorted. And before you know, it, you've got a holiday without leaving Google.com. And um, that's just that's just mind-blowing uh, yeah. you know really isn't it so hard then for businesses to you know to get them to say will you please leave that website and come on to us <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. but that's and i mean that's that's a conundrum we're facing right but you still need to be where your customers are and if you are in an industry like that where they can engage with you i mean even if they don't leave google if they still book their attraction tickets from google they, they still did business with you yeah. and that's the point right so but you have to be you have to have those capabilities through your website and through google to do that um so just make sure you're taking other opportunities outside of just the organic listings 
Um, so looking at listings, then, how does social media tie into that? Because obviously you've got, um, you know, you could pay for advertising on, on the search engines. You can do it organically. Does social media tie into that? And the reason I ask that is because there's a lot of jobs that now exist in social media that didn't 10, 15 years ago. Um, you know, for some of my students, that could be something they might be interested in or other students, um, because I know that some of them love their social media and some of them are very creative on it as well. I'm not saying just scrolling. Some of them have used it really well to set up their own little businesses and things. Um, so how does social media tie into all of this that we've been talking about as well? Yeah, so social media is its own entity, and I would say it ties more into a business branding as opposed to SEO. Um, tweets, are, you know, you do see tweets show up in Google, but as we know, I mean, TikToks don't like, and that's where a lot of people are right now. So, social media is really fun. It's a great, it's a great way to connect with people and to create relationships with your customers or potential customers in a way that you can't necessarily do on a website. A website is for me to seek out, social media is for you to connect with me. And it's a great, great tool for, for brands and to build up recognition. And just as many people are Googling when they start a product search, people are looking on social media for product recommendations and you know what is trending and things like that so it's just as much of an asset for a brand that as seo and as a website so it plays a big role in your digital marketing and your business marketing strategies overall there's just not really a direct tie into seo um, you, you know, we, I, I mentioned Google so naturally because that's all I see and hear over there. The only time our students use Bing is to get to Google. Um, what's it like in the States? That, true story. OK, I can film it in, if you don't believe me. Um, so, you know, some of them know DuckDuckGo for the uh, the anonymity reasons. Um, what's, what's it like in the States? Is Google that much of a power player that people don't even use Bing or, or am I, are we just... Kind of no, that's, it, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, Bing yes. is a great platform. So I'll tell you yeah. this, though. Bing is a great platform um, to be on, I think, from a paid perspective, too, because it is less populated and less saturated as Google. So you can actually find a lot of great advertising space. They, they do have an audience. Um, it's a very different audience than Google. But there's, so I, if you're running any sort of paid search campaigns, I would do a little test campaign. I had it, I've had clients get, you know, three, four, five times the return and the results on Bing over Google simply because their industry was so competitive on Google that cost per click, like the fee you have to pay every time someone clicks on your ad was stupid. It was stupid expensive and just didn't make any sense. So I've absolutely run Bing only campaigns and because <laughs> wow. it just made sense for the money to be there and the audience was there, but you have to know where your audience is yeah. um, and you have to test. Those are two very fundamental digital marketing practices mm -hmm. that also play into this. So yeah. always be testing. Yeah, that, that's really interesting to think about the different markets that you're using again, because I, I mean, I, I deal with 16 to 19 year olds, so I see what they're doing but I, I couldn't tell you mm -hmm. what the average 45 year old is doing, who's got a family or a 65 year old who's retired and doesn't have kids. You know, I couldn't figure out those markets because I don't see them. So that, that's quite interesting. Um, 
Is, uh, this was a question I didn't actually put in the list, but it just got me thinking. I mean, is AI and artificial intelligence creeping into your industry? Um, and the reason I ask is because, I mean, I was essentially made redundant by a computer many, many years ago. Um, uh, I'm long sorry. Story. That's yeah, that's, that's okay. Uh, you know, it, it didn't do it on purpose, I don't think. Um, but with regards to AI, we hear a lot about this, but all the jobs are going to disappear and we're never going to need humans mm -hmm. again. Um, is, is AI creeping into your industry or is it already mm -hmm. there and you're battling it already? It is already here. Um, and But fortunately, it isn't taking away as many jobs as I think initially talked about, like when, when the conversation around what can robots do to make things faster or whatever. Because um, there's a lot of marketing technology out here out here in the digital marketing world that makes things more streamlined but because even in the seo world so in the organic side of things it, the focus is on content and making content unique and interesting for your readers for for your people and a robot can't do that a robot can dynamically insert maybe keywords here and there it could kind of be like an automated mad libs thing but that's not going to be unique content that's not going to be interesting to your readers and so that is something that can't really be done by machines. Things, I think more so, no, actually I take that back now that I think about it. There's a lot in SEO that can be streamlined that we are, are already using. Things like analytics, things like forecasting, things like programmatic languages. Machines can do a lot better than us and maybe help make our you know, website code more, more streamlined or write it for us so we don't not all SEOs have to be proficient in JavaScript or something. So there are ways that we can use AI to streamline our day-to-day, -day, but social, like search engines need you to write good stuff because their business model re relies on good stuff that people will come back to. If Google started returning all crap, people would go to DuckDuckGo, people would go to Bing, and then Google's out of, the, out of business. So Google, as a business model, relies on web quality websites helping people asking questions in their search engine that is their business model so we as writers seos are writers um we have we have to do that we have to embody who we're trying to connect with and write content from that perspective and a robot can't do that ai can't do that yeah, interesting. And I, I know some of our students, you know, you were saying there about asking questions. Um, a, a lot of students I see don't necessarily search Google for terms like I would. I don't know if that's just my age and the way that I, I, you know, I started using the internet with very simple search engines where if you wrote more than about four words, you never got anything. Um, and they write full questions. Now. Very different now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They write full questions. Is that a common thing as well, where people are searching not just for um, local weather, what is the local weather today? What will the weather be tomorrow? Things like that. Is that a common thing? We've the search engines have become our encyclopedias. When we, you, I'm gonna guess, have experienced a physical encyclopedia. And when you had a question in your head, you open the encyclopedia to, you know, well, I mean, the encyclopedia couldn't tell you the weather, but like if you were researching something, yeah. you know, you had you had the question in your head, and then you tactilely searched through a book to read the answers the search engines have eliminated that <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that laughs> and can give you that answer right away yeah. and so yeah we have we don't ha we ask questions for the search engines because that's been the behavior we've 
kind of been taught to do um, as things like encyclopedias or yellow pages or something have gone by the wayside, the search engines have become our knowledge resource. And so, yeah, people in SEMrush, we have a tool that will tell you what questions are being searched around your keywords. So if you did, if you did something like, if you did research on encyclopedia, our tool can tell you what questions people are asking about encyclopedias. Um, because it's such a prominent thing. That's why there is a feature in Google called people also ask. So you can look in that section and see, yes. oh, so people ask like, what is an encyclopedia? But maybe they want to know like how many encyclopedias existed or when was the first encyclopedia or what did it look like? Because I don't, kids don't know what it looks like. No, no, they don't. And why would you? You know, you've never had to use one. Um, yeah, that, that's just the nature of this, you know, evolving world that we live in. And who knows what 20 years from now will what are people talking about here? Like, I know. What is this Google thing you speak of? You know, it's uh, it's gonna be quite interesting. I mean, how career people did that. Yeah, people made money from that. Like, this makes no sense. Um, so I mean, <laughs> how much website? Yeah, was a website. Yeah, we're gonna revisit this in twenty years. Let's do a twenty years on uh, special. <laughs> okay. Put it on um, our calendars now. Yeah, <laughs> although our... we won't even have smartphones. <laughs> no, no, in our uh, virtual reality avatars or whatever. Yeah, no, we're just have. gonna have to remember. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, I mean, how much do we take people like you for granted? Uh, you know, we do, we, I don't mean that in the way, I've sounded it. Um, you know, but we, we turn our computers on, we find every single piece of information we ever could have wanted to, um, and more. Um, I can see pictures and videos of anybody at any time. I can look for anything. How much are we taking people like you for granted that we can actually find that? Yeah, so all of that content images, videos, blogs, recipes, someone put it there. Yeah. <laughs> someone took the time to create something and, and made it readable for the search engines. Mm -hmm. And so even Wikipedia, even Amazon, mm -hmm. <laughs> somebody made that. Yeah. Somebody is working on that. It's not just a thing that built itself. Um, maybe AI will do that one day. I have no idea. But, you know, websites and creating helpful information and a great experience for you, there's a person behind that. There's a marketer behind that. There's a web developer behind that. There's um, a user experience analyst behind that. There's a business behind that. And there's a strategy behind that. And it took meetings and it took discussions to decide how the Amazon shopping page should look. That took testing. That took, you know, it didn't just happen like that. I don't know if you remember Amazon at first. I do when it was just books. I do. Um, so, you know, it does not look anything like no, it did. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> back back yeah. then, I think, it, I, came, I think it came about right when I started college, which was about 2001. So, yeah. Um, I can't remember when Amazon was officially founded, but that's when I started using it. Yeah, it was it was the mid '90s, and I remember we were talking about it in class actually because we were looking at diversification and how Amazon used to sell books, and now you can buy everything. And I was saying how I brought some spices and food and a shelf rack and all kinds of things the other day. Um, and I don't know if you'd heard in London, Amazon have opened their first hairdressing salon. Um, so you can go in and it's all augmented reality. You can choose your hairstyle and see what it's going to look like. And then obviously then you can buy the Amazon products that you liked and just scan the code while you're sitting in the seat and 
you know, use a Kindle Fire tab to do it, and all the magazines are preloaded on it. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, they've come a long way from selling a few books to uh, <laughs> to me and you at the turn of a century. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely. But your point to your question, those have all been business decisions. Those have all been marketing decisions. Those have all been people decisions. Um, and they just don't, they don't happen overnight and they don't happen on their own. <laughs> no, they don't, no. And I, I think so, that's a good... I mean, so even Wikipedia, which guys don't sort, don't, Wikipedia is not a source, <laughs> but even Wikipedia is human edited and there, everything on there is done by people. Every, you know, when you Google something and like that, that uh, block on the right hand side kind of shows up next to Google results. Somebody put that there. <laughs> Yeah, decisions were made to do that. And, and that's yeah. what we're trying to do, isn't it? You know, that's what our teachers are certainly trying to do is say, look, there is a massive industry behind what you just looked at on your phone or what you're looking at on your laptop yeah. right now. There's a huge industry. So please don't say there's no jobs because <laughs> there are literally thousands of people working behind the scenes to get the information that you've got in this lesson, um, you know, it's from different so places. It's so interesting to me that, it's not, it doesn't even dawn on um, this, this most recent generation that there's someone behind it. Cause I mean, I don't know if it's because we grew up, I mean, I grew up with the internet, like I, as the dawn of it, it was slow. It was dial up. It took me 20 minutes to load a website, you know, yep, yep. I guess, we, I don't know if it's because of that mindset that we've seen the iterations of the internet evolve, that we realize that it's a people generated resource. And because the generation, the kids generation now has just, it's just there. It's just a yeah. thing there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that, like, I guess out of sight, out of mind. I don't know. That's really interesting to me that yeah. it's, it doesn't uh, sink in. Yeah, no, I think that's maybe no something. Offense, I, no, no. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to completely I'm to disagree with you. Yes. <laughs> it's just interesting. No, I, I'm with you because it's something I'll probably ask my students actually as to, as to why what their mindset is and the thinking of it. Um, I know I've spoke to some people and they've used the term digital natives. And um, when you are native to something, i.e. the internet and a mobile phone, that you do, mm -hmm. you, you, you think about it differently. I'm not a psychologist uh, or a scientist, as you can probably tell. Um, <laughs> but there is something different to how you perceive that to just, it's there and it's for me and it's free. Um, you know, surely there's not an industry behind it if it's all free. Um, so I think, yeah, that's definitely something worth kind of checking out a bit more. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, you should do a study on it. I'll help you. I yeah. would be this. It, it come, it's very fascinating to me, too. So let's go. do a study. Cool. Let's both get our doctorate in it or something. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, mm. No. OK, shall I bring it down a bit? Um, so. All right. Talk, let's go talk about your industry a little bit then. Is it um, if you don't mind me asking, is it a male dominated industry? Because over here in the UK, ICT classes are quite male dominated. I would say the SEO industry is still a little male heavy. There are some fabulous women in, in this industry. There are some I mean, some incredible voices. I think it's a lot less male dominated now than it used to be. Um, I feel pretty well balanced in it. I don't ever feel, um, you know, shunned or like overshadowed or something, um, because, because I'm a woman or something like that. So it's gotten a lot better. And I, I that's cool because the, because of the tie-ins to all of the other aspects 
to marketing, the digital marketing world is a very strong community. So we very much support each other, especially in the SEO world loves to talk, which is great. So we all get to have a voice and it's, yeah, I think it's, it's still probably pretty, it's still probably on the high end of, of men, but I don't think it's too crazy. Cool. That, that's very nice to hear. Um, it's nice to yeah. hear, but it doesn't hit the, the stereotypes of um, what gender you have to be um, to be yeah. able to work in Just the industry. Be, so one of the greatest things too, if, guys, if you're thinking about like a job in social media too, is having a personality. Like gender aside, really, it doesn't matter. Just having a nice personality and it fitting with the brand that you're trying to work with or promote helps by and large. Um, so it's one of the biggest things I learned in my career path was to be myself. And I have a, I have a personality. I, there's nobody else like me and I'm freaking proud of that. And, um, when at my first, my first career, I, it was kind of, sometimes it was negatively seen and my voice is loud. And sometimes, sometimes people didn't like that and it rubbed people the wrong way. And to me, that is just a, a sign that you're not in the right fit, that this company or job isn't in the right fit. And I learned, I learned everything, I, like not everything. I learned most of what I know about SEO um, and did, and PPC from that company. It was a great experience, no bad blood at all, but it wasn't until I, uh, you know, got the cojones, got the gusto to quit and seek out something else that I found like this beautiful work family that supported my personality that used it to their advantage and, and fostered it. And that got me a job with a, my, like my dream job. And I would not have been able to do that without that stepping stone. And without me taking control of my own career and realizing that I do have strength and I do have a voice and I do have good ideas and I can do X, Y, and Z. I'm capable and I can speak it, speak it. And I don't have to be told no all the time and, you know, but I had to make that discovery on my own, but, and I've had the two greatest jobs of my career because I stuck to my personality. Like, so the job I left and I sought out this other job, the job that I had before SEMrush, um, it was a boutique marketing agency and branding agency and they weren't hiring, but I was, I looked at their website. I got like a really good vibe from them. I felt like kind of this natural connection to them. And I said, Hey, I see that you're kind of offering digital marketing services. That's my area of expertise. I can come in and complete your service packages for you. And we met twice and I was hired in two interviews because we connected so naturally and, it, I mean, we're just like, we're good. Again, we're still really great friends to this day. It's like still such a work family that I value, even though I don't work for them anymore. And I never would have found that experience had I not trusted my own personality and given myself the okay that it's okay to be aggressive and, and shoot for something. And, you know, it's okay to be who you are. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's one of the things I think, you know, in this atmosphere that we're dealing with right now is kind of hard to come to terms with. And, you know, sometimes you do really want to feel like you want to fit in, but sometimes that's actually, you are way better. <laughs> like yeah. natural you is way better than anything else than trying to fit in and being somebody else's mold. Um, and it can lead you down a really healthy and um, fulfilling career path too, even outside of your personal life too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think authenticity is, 
underrated um and it's difficult you know it's difficult in my profession you know there's still a professionalism you've got to be there and you can't be exactly like who maybe you would be um when you're just at home chilling or whatever um but authenticity is is really key isn't it to find in your workplace because it's hard to pretend <laughs> you know it's it's it, exhausting it yeah yes. yeah look at us on the same wavelength here so yeah it is um, you know it is absolutely exhausting to think right i've got to switch on a different persona for like now eight or nine hours a day and then yeah. you have to switch it off when you go home and then who are your family getting you know to, to yeah. kind of hang out with on the evening cool. so that authenticity authenticity, authenticity is a term that I think got a little overused in the marketing world during the pandemic because everyone kind of shifted their tone to be to be more a little more human to be a little more empathetic to what was what is still happening to our world um now but and so I but the way you just said it was perfect and what I love what I love about Sumrush is that their authenticity comes from the very, very tippy top down. Like they hired, they hire based on that, that as a core value. And so everyone you come into contact with has this most respect for everyone. We can talk to each other respectfully and plainly and offer feedback in a way where there's no one's defensive or no one, you know, and because we really all foster this sense of we're in this together we're all on the same path. We, we have this, we have this authenticity inside of ourselves of wanting to contribute uh, to our business and to the community. And we're, and our, and as a business and as, as a brand, we have a very big community. So our business is much bigger than our employees, right? It's such a much bigger world that we have created over this time that it makes it so much more fun to be authentic and you make those real connections with marketers and people out there because you can relate to their struggles here and this and that and um, you can't do that if you're putting on some persona that just doesn't fit with you yeah. and the, that connection just isn't going to be as strong if you're faking it yeah yeah and it, it always gets found out sooner or later um <laughs> which yeah. causes more problems down the line so i mean authenticity is key what else would you say to people wanting to get started in this industry if you've got 17 18 year olds who are thinking that job sounds pretty cool um what should i be doing should i be volunteering should i be working at home should i be practicing should i be looking for internships or work experience um what, what should youngsters be doing to to get into your industry you should be doing all of those things. Okay. <laughs> Answer the question for oh, me. <laughs> so I would say, I would say if you want, I'm sure digital marketing is taught in colleges and universities now, but if that's not even your thing, if like, cause college and uh, university is not for everyone and that's totally fine. You can absolutely learn SEO and SEO is so multifaceted that you can specialize in one area or you can be a generalist. I'm pretty much, I'm a generalist. And, um, but to get that general practice, I recommend you build your own website in uh, WordPress and at least one other platform so that you have that experience. You don't ever actually have to publish it if you don't want. I would recommend publishing once so you can see how the how it how it does rank in the search engines because really I, when I was training, I trained lots I've trained lots of SEOs and in the training I always said the training took like 3 to 4 months to really to really happen because you have to optimize a website and see the results in order for that to con like the, those dots to connect in your head. So I recommend you build two websites and two different platforms, one of them being WordPress, 
launch one of them. I, you can launch either platform, optimize it, do start doing the, now start doing the SEO stuff too. You're going to need SEO foundations from building your website. But as you start to research, how do I build a website? You'll kind of learn those things as you're going. So start there and then you can work on other SEO tactics that are like on-page stuff. Then you can work on off-page, off-site stuff, things like gaining backlinks. So one link, so like one link for me to you would be a backlink to you. Um, and things like your Google My Business page, which is usually that square that pops up that says, you know, target at this location and it's ours and it's reviews. That's your Google My Business page. Um, and then, And then if you want to get into something like paid advertising, I recommend you run your own campaign or paid social. I recommend you run your own campaign. Um, start, start creating a personal brand for yourself on social media too. So you can understand how you start to communicate on those platforms, how you grow an audience, what it means to have a conversation with someone on social media that is not personal, that is business related or industry related. That is outside of, you know, your cousin got a new car and <laughs> you like it, you know, outside of what, of what Danny made for dinner last night, <laughs> like <laughs> you need to, you need to put into practice and think of yourself as a business and do it for yourself, uh, while you're kind of learning and looking for jobs. Cause then also PS, now you have a portfolio. Now you've got a digital portfolio that exactly. you can also showcase when you are in interviews. And I'll tell you what. Cause I, like I said, I like I've hired and trained many SEOs in my career. I'll tell you what there, I really don't, I really didn't look at your, um, your GPA. If you can do the tangible skills, if you've got a good drive, like if you can do the things that I can't teach you, then we're good. Cause I can teach you everything else. You can learn SEO. I promise. Awesome. Awesome. Look at that for advice. I mean, from some advice from somebody, you know, this is where I am very limited, you know, but you are literally the person who hires these people and you're telling them how to, you know, impress you and um, also contribute to a business, you know, because that's what you'll end up doing and, and in, hopefully enjoy it. Um, yes, so I love and I love hearing your success stories. If you, if you started, if you tell me you started on Twitter with 59 followers and then in three months by participating in Twitter chats, by starting conversations, you grew to a thousand followers that's huge and if yeah. you can do that for you you can do that for a business yeah. so just just practice on yourself like make yourself your own business and then also you're going to get more visibility because um we're, most likely your employers are going to do some research on you mm -hmm. um and you have a great way to showcase your skills um, okay, well, I was going to ask just one question, but now you're, you're making me ask another one, which is great. Uh, so how should people present themselves on social media? You know, if you're somebody who's hiring and mm -hmm. uh, what, what because a lot of our students have the Snapchat, uh, Snap, Snapchat, that's a new one, uh, Snapchat, <laughs> uh, you know, Twitter, Snapchat and Instagram are big for, for our students and TikTok. Um, so what should they be doing or be careful of on those? Yeah, there and there is a fine line. Mm -hmm. Um there is always the um, workaround where you have two different profiles, <laughs> one mm -hmm. for personal, one for business. Guilty as um, charged. But, <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> but I, I also, so I only have one, I only have one profile across the board for myself, but I, I stick to LinkedIn and Twitter for my business and industry talk and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok are more for friends and family and, or entertainment. And so 
I'm a, I'm in a little bit of a different stage than student is because I I am already in control of like that persona out there, but and I'm in control of those conversations because those are the two platforms that I have proactively created and engaged with in those conversations. I, I share some stuff on Facebook just because I, like this, when this goes out, I will share on Facebook because I want my friends and family to see it too. But I'm not really friends with a lot of the same um, influencers and, and folks that I am like on Twitter. I am friends with some of them because I've become friends with some of them. But I should, that is Facebook and Instagram are where I share my personal things. And so with a little bit of, with 0.5% sharing of SEO stuff. Um, so you kind of got to make it what you want. Like you are in control of your, your profiles, so you can make it what it's, what you want it to be. Um, but people are going to look for you. Yeah. So if you have a video of a party you were drunk at three weeks ago, probably get that off. Nice, smart idea. All, all um, platforms, even yeah. even if your TikTok is just friends and family, just just remove it. Oh uh, yeah, because once it's out there, it's out there. Somebody somewhere is going to find it somewhere. Um, so yeah, delete or don't put it in the first place. Uh, it might yeah. be a good idea as well. <laughs> Maybe put your phone away for an evening or something. Um, so I, yeah, let, let's wrap it up with one last question before you're here, but I haven't prepped you for, but you know, your advice has been stellar today. It's absolutely stunning. Oh, and, and thank, yeah, no, thank you so much for it. I really, really, really mean that. Um, so if, if you could go back to uh, when you were 17 or 18 years old, and give yourself some advice or if you wish somebody had given you some advice that you'd stuck to kind of maybe used as a mantra or a motto what would that advice have been for 17 18 year old diana start working out now love it <laughs> Stop. Yeah, there you go people vegetables now <laughs> no. <Right>. don't wait <laughs> with, with career advice though i would tell my 17 and 18 year old self to kind of follow the same path that i did but follow listen to my gut a little bit more mm -hmm. and pursue i wish i knew a little bit more about coding websites i always i've always worked with websites but i've never built one i'm actually building my own right now and so that's kind of where that advice came from a minute ago was I'm in the process of doing it myself because I'm having to reverse engineer my education a little bit. Okay. Um, and so gain every experience that you can, 18 year old Diana, and, <laughs> um, and take maybe some more web development classes just so you're a little bit more in the know. But otherwise I love the path that I was on and I don't know if I would want to change anything about it because then I might not be here today in the position I am today. And I absolutely love where I am today. So I don't, I don't know. I just wish I had a flatter stomach. <laughs> so that's where the working out comes from. <laughs> that, that pesky 18 year old Diana. And, uh, not such a great metabolism. Eat. That's right. Yeah. And, and restaurants and things. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's great advice, isn't it? You know, and, and, and again, you know, it's, you don't have to have a load of regrets when you get to a certain age in life oh. and it doesn't have to be, Oh, but this bit of my life, these six months weren't perfect. Um, you know, or that was a tough year because 
welcome to life um <laughs> you know these it's things tough. happen yeah it's tough and it can be really challenging um so you don't, don't you don't have to have loads of regrets by the time you get to um you know my age or i'm not going to say your age but um you know you don't we're have close to have in that. age we're close yeah age. we're not far we're not far <laughs> off so um but yeah let, let's uh let's wrap it up then i mean thank you diana so much seriously there's so that much here to take away already? from yeah, 54 and a half minutes. Look at that. Oh my gosh. Amazing. That went uh, fast. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> let's do, fun. yeah, we'll do like a 10 part series or something. I think this is going to be great. Uh, <laughs> um, you'll start charging. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. Um, or we'll start drinking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. By the time you get to episode seven, you'll be like, hey, everybody. <laughs> Let me tell you what I really think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We could do uh, before and after, you know, be, uh, be great fun. My word, yeah. How to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's right, yeah. I'm going to leave it in. It's fine. You know, how to, how to lose your job in education. Uh, lesson one by Danny. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Um, stay on the line. Obviously, we'll say a quick uh, proper goodbye cheerio in a minute. Um, but yeah, thanks for your advice. Lots to digest and take away from and who knows where your industry going is in where your industry is going in the future. But uh, right now, it sounds like an exciting place to be. So yeah. um, thank you. And uh, I'll say goodbye. And uh, okay. we'll see you again soon. And, uh, yes, I would love to. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. See you later. Bye bye. Well, I said it a few times in the episode, I'm going to say it again anyway. Thank you, Diana. Really appreciate your honesty and your insights because the industry you work in really is quite exciting and it's a part of our everyday life. And I hope that students take that knowledge away and possibly think about how they could fit in to that industry and contribute to it. And your authenticity, Diana, is really appreciated as well. We need to see more of that, I think. So thank you, Diana. Really appreciate you taking the time to chat on Talking Business. And if you enjoyed this episode, then you can see more and hear more. Have a look for Talking Business with Danny Pardo uh, all over your normal podcast listening platforms you'll find mr pardo's business a useful search term to look for business i've been talking about seos you can find uh, pardo's business or mr pardo's business if you just have a look for that on instagram or snapchat or uh, what's that other one with the videos youtube that's the one and uh, i look forward to seeing you again soon with uh, another episode of talking business with me danny pardo thank you very much cheerio thanks for listening to this episode of talking business with me danny pardo i hope the advice and insights in this episode make a difference to you your studies and your career you can find more by searching for pardo's business that's me by the way on Google, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm also at Pardo's Business on Twitter. If you like what you heard, please do take a moment to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. It's all very much appreciated. We'll catch you again soon on the next episode of Talking Business with Danny Pardo. Thanks and cheerio!